0: You've stumbled upon the Scared AF podcast, where two gals slain spooky tales and stories of the unexplainable. If you've missed our story, start with episode one. We'll be here when you get back. Welcome, gorgeous ghouls.
1: We are your ghostesses, Katie and Chelsea. Welcome to our very first episode. We did it. We're live
0: confetti should pop out at everybody. <laughs> um well,
1: Chelsea and I have been best friends for over 15 years now.
0: I feel like I always um, convince you to get into things you do. So, you have all these crazy ideas and usually I just smile and nod but this just go time along for it. I thought why not. Yeah. <laughs> so, let's talk about the purpose of our podcast. Do you want to explain a little bit? <laughs> I,
1: well, I feel like my purpose was to be cooler than my husband.
0: Um, when we first
1: met, we just knew that we had a, a love of spooky things. And I remember when we were really young, we watched The Craft. Do you remember this? We watched The Craft. Yes, and and then, Practical Magic. Yeah, and we wanted to be witches. We even like put in our money together to buy a witch's spell book that I still have. Mm -hmm. I have it still. (laughs) So we... Good witches, witches, of course. Uh, So we've experienced a lot of things together. And that's just kind of what the premise of this podcast is about, is our experiences. We're going to share some experiences of our friends and family. And we're just here to entertain you. Well, maybe we should do a little bit more about ourselves. Do you want me to go first
0: or do you want? Yes.
1: Well my name is Katie and I live in a little suburb south of Phoenix, Arizona. I am married to my husband Dio. Of course I'm married to my husband. but Who's a rock star. He's way cooler than I am so I had to start a podcast to try and like make up and coolness and I have a nine-year-old rescue pit bull named Red. So you'll probably hear me say Dio and Red a lot. Dio is my husband. Red is my dog. Or you'll hear Red in the background. Yes. We moved here from Los Angeles in October, and it's been interesting acclimating to the desert because I am originally from Portland. Chelsea and I grew up in a small town called Lake Oswego. Together, <laughs> go Pacers! <laughs> Woo! Woo. Lake um, Ridge 07. Oh,
0: oh, giving dating, a, us giving
1: to out, to out the deets. Us.
0: So, um, who are you, Chelsea? Tell us about yourself. <laughs> thank you, thank you for your introduction. Um, so I'm Chelsea. I am 29. I live in Portland, Oregon. Um, and I am a new mother to an eight-year-old boy, Walter the Third, also known as Trip. <laughs> He's not eight. <laughs> <laughs> I totally lost my train of thought. You were like looking out the window. You said something, and I was totally going to go off of it. Fuck.
1: You would give way more description than I did. You said how old you were. (laughs) (laughs) And also Um, the town you're in. I don't want people to know where I live. I'm so much more anonymous. You said, didn't you say? I said a suburb of Phoenix. I don't live in Phoenix.
0: Um, I mean,
1: I guess Portland's big.
0: Just keep going. Roll with it. No, you were saying something, and now I can't think. I totally forgot. That's pretty much all I said. And that you
1: can hear Red in the background, and you can hear him right now. P.S. Your baby is eight months old, not eight I years old. I know. <laughs>
0: <Thank you. laughs> um, I am married to Walter the Should I not say his name? I mean, I said deal. So I have an eight-month-old, and I obviously have fucking mom brain. Um, That's the story of my life. I get no sleep, and I have (laughs) no fucking hobbies. So that's why I started a podcast, (laughs) because I need something to do other than posting about my child and talking about him endlessly. And I love scary movies, even though I can barely watch them. Um, But my husband makes fun of me because I don't actually watch them. He claims I do You have to, like, plug your ears. It's an art form. Yep.
1: I watch all the B-roll movies on Netflix. (laughs) The bad. We watched one last night about these old people that had a baby, and something happened. And then they adopted a doll, and they treated – it was like an old couple. And they hired a nanny to take care of this doll. So, anyways – Oh, dear God. Spend a lot of time watching not-so-great horror movies. Not So, yeah, today our plan is to talk about some of our own personal experiences that you can get a better idea of some of the things that we've been through, and it's about one of our favorite places ever, ever, and it's McMiniman's
0: Edgefield in Troutdale, Oregon. There is a ton of history. A ton. Um, for this property. So tell us about it. Okay. So
1: the place first opened in 1911 and it became the poor farm. Um, So anybody, they actually called them undesirables. So I guess it would be people that owed money or like wards of the state. And in 1982, due to low occupancy numbers and funding, it was actually abandoned. People just they just left it and it sat empty and was looted. Uh, McMinnimans even had something on their website that said whatever was not chained to the floor was stolen. So they bought the property um, and they began renovations in 1990. So it was purchased by the McMinamins brothers and they have over 50 properties uh, throughout the Northwest. They take
0: Several of which are supposedly
1: haunted. Oh, yeah, like Hotel Oregon, um, Kennedy School. But what they do is they purchase old properties and then renovate them, which I think is so amazing that there's people that still care about, you know, the historical places.
0: Right. They really wanted to tear down Edgefield.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was such an eyesore for the community. But now it's just a giant playground for adults.
0: It's evolved greatly. So you go there. So they've like reconverted a ton of their buildings. Um, They have a winery, a hotel, which is the main property, a spa. There's tons of like restaurants and little, you know, drinking lounges all over. They have a golf course. You can just, you know, grab your drinks from one place and carry them around all over the gardens and the property and go to the next so you just go there and get shit based and eat really good pizza <laughs> and tots. Essentially. They have the best tots yes. and ranch. The fucking tots. Ugh, Cajun, Cajun tots.
1: Our <laughs> life. I'm sure. And they have a peppercorn ranch that is to <gasps> die for. Oh my god! Yeah. Now I need to come visit you so we I can go. I dream
0: about it. Oh, <laughs> so good. And so they put those little pickled onions on their salads, like oh, why doesn't so good more places?
1: but. It's all well and good. It's a great place now, but you have to expect that with that much history in a place that there is a slew of energy and vibes that still linger on the property. <laughs> and Edgefield actually made its Uncomfortable way Uncomfortable vibes. <laughs> Uncomfortable vibes. Um they're on the top 10 most haunted hotels list and we have both stayed there. Multiple times and had experiences almost every single time we've stayed there. Right, so we're gonna tell you about them. Listen up, suckas.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So for for my story, it was my first time to Edgefield, so I had never heard of any creepiness there or paranormal. I had no idea. If you've never been there. The rooms in the hotel are like dorm style, so there's a bank of rooms and a locker room with showers at the end, like community setup, which I hate. We were staying there with another couple, my boyfriend and I, at the time. And I remember we went to the spa and you know, we're in the soaking pool for a while, and we were drinking and went to dinner. There was nothing going on there that weekend, so. It was pretty low energy, I would say. Um, Usually they have, you know, tons of concerts going on during the Mm -hmm. summer. So we were there in the winter and it was just everyone goes to bed after the restaurants close. It was dead. (laughs) It was dead. (laughs) So we went to bed without any issues, probably around midnight. And then I was woken up around 2 a.m. to this super terrifying, growling, moaning noise in the room above us.
1: Can you please um, demonstrate the noise? No. (laughs) No.
0: It was not human. That's the thing. So it's not something that I feel like I can recreate or want to try.
1: Like like an injured animal, maybe?
0: (laughs) Yes, it was. And dragging across the floor, we were petrified with fear I know that my boyfriend had woken up next to me and we were dead silent, just listening. We didn't bolt out of bed. We didn't talk to each other. We were just listening and literally frozen in fear. After the moaning, there was like someone was banging a broomstick on their floor. So again, this was the room above us and just smashing against the floor, super loud. And part of me, was like okay maybe it's just someone really drunk but the sound itself just really rubbed me the wrong way like made me super uncomfortable and I just I didn't believe that it was somebody like up there having a good time or whatever Mm -hmm. so it took us a while to kind of calm down from that I know we both sat up and we're talking about it we didn't, you know, think to call the front desk or anything like that. We were so freaked out. And so I kind of just laid back down and tried to relax. Like, I knew it was going to take me a while to get back to sleep because I was so freaked out. And there was this armoire in the room where you would hang up your clothes and it had a mirror on it. Oh, no, um, mirror's the worst. I, yeah, God, just thinking about this, like, makes my stomach drop still. So I was looking at it, of course, like, why the (laughs) fuck would anyone do that? Um, And I see this, like, black orb move across. No. And it wasn't... The hair on on my body is even standing up right now thinking about it. But it wasn't, like, a shadow person like people describe. Like, it was legit just a black orb that just, like, traveled across. Oh, my God. My eyes are watering. My body is freaking out. And so... I I know I was, like, crying in fear, and I still was pretty much paralyzed. And after that, I, I think we, like, barely slept. Like, I yeah. remember just oh waiting God, I for morning, left. pretty much. Yeah. I literally was just waiting for morning and, like, not looking around, had the covers up over me, like, so freaked out. I kept worrying that I was going to hear things, so yeah. it was impossible to sleep. And um, the next morning, we totally expected the couple who were staying right across from us in our, you know, our wing of the hotel to have heard it because of just how insanely loud it was. They didn't hear anything. Oh, my God. So we went to the front desk and, you know, we were complaining about it, hoping to get a discount, I'm sure. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, that." You know, that's not uncommon. We actually have a ghost log up at the front. We didn't get any noise complaints, but if you want to write down what you heard, you can't. That was just, like, insane to me.
1: Yeah. They are probably like, we will give you
0: $6.66 back. That's it. Yeah. I doubt we got anything. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that was my first time there. And then, of course, uh, after seeing that they had a ghost log, I was... know researching online and all of that fun stuff one of the trademarks of the hotel um, and all of mcminimum's properties is they hire artists to come in after it's been restored and do artwork usually historical they have their own particular style i encourage you to check it out online because it's pretty cool but they paint you know, the pipes and paint murals and paint all over
1: everything, you know, the banisters, yeah. just
0: everywhere. So these artists all came in, and they were actually um, paired up with locals who had stories and, you know, their relatives were there, or something like that. So the artists were given the task of capturing nearly a 100 years of history in our paintings, sculptures and murals. And I think, that's kind of the creepiness too because they'll paint the resident's picture and a blurb about them and so mm-hmm. when you're in your room you're looking at this mural just staring at you like the person who literally lived in that room probably died there oh, since it was a nursing home and infirmary it's just super creepy yeah
1: don't those creep you out I mean some of them do but I mean, some of them are really cute. Like there's one on the stairwell of these two old women flying on the water tower. And I think that one is so cute.
0: Okay. So it's said that the murals around the property are influenced by the spirits that might be there, the energy, the history, because they're just creepily, you know, almost lifelike um, and just weird vibes. There's also stories of pentagrams that were carved into the floors, especially a room 215, which I'll talk about later. And there's a story I'll read here. Portland resident John Flannery was helping a friend with some work boarding up the windows in 1989, only a year before it opened. He swore the vibe and a later experience convinced him something supernatural is definitely afoot. We went into this long room with a bunch of closets, and when we turned on the light, I saw a person peeking out from a closet. It was definitely male and not too old. When I looked closer, he was gone. My friend agreed there was a strange feeling in the room, so we got out of there as quickly as we could. A year later, he was invited to the grand opening. They told me they'd brought in a priest and shaman and a bunch of others to clear that room. I was surprised they knew about the room. This brings back to the strange murals. Flannery was alarmed to recognize a detail in one of the murals depicting exactly what he'd seen in the closet room that day. There it was, a picture of a person peeking out from a closet with his hand on the door. Oh my god, so was it a kid? Apparently, yeah. Not too old. Not too old, whatever that means. And people report seeing nurses and children, animals. A couple stories I've read, people see cats under the bed and then, you know, go to investigate closer and they're gone. Pull some stories from their ghost log, um, all all from 2.15. So each of these stories took place in that room. Here's the first one. My two daughters and I were staying a night here at Edgeville to have a relaxing night out. We spent the day drinking and reading up on the ghost log. We laughed about many of the stories and didn't believe them to be true. Boy, were we wrong. We went to sleep early, sharing a queen bed and a rolling bed for my oldest daughter. I woke around 3 a.m. to my youngest snoring and checked to make sure she was fine. I glanced over in the direction of my oldest, but noticed she wasn't there. I immediately jumped out of bed, which woke up my youngest. We turned on the light and saw that the rolling bed was missing, too. I opened the front door to look out and saw her out there. I woke her up, and she was so confused to how she got out there. While we were out in the hall, our door slammed shut and locked us out. These rooms have key cards, so once they close, you can't get back in unless you have your card. While we were focused on the door, we started to hear screaming and turned to see my oldest being dragged down the hallway still on top of the bed. We quickly ran after her and grabbed her off. We immediately checked out.
1: I wonder, was this room 215 or no?
0: Yes, these are, yeah, all these stories are going to be about room
1: 215. Yeah, I'm not, I would never stay in that room or above it
0: ever, ever. (laughs) So... The next story that I found for 215, and I quote, <laughs> this was the second investigation done here at Edgefield. The first time we were in re- room 311. The orbs in both rooms were numerous and of different sizes. In both rooms, they travel up or down in in diagonal directions on film. That got me to thinking that 215 is under room 311. When the only difference in our stay in both rooms was the growls we recorded in Ugh. 215. But then one man's growl could be another man's fart, so I was not convinced on that. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> the orbs, oh. definitely. We use a regular video recorder, and I checked video after writing the above. There was a large shadow figure moving above the mirror. So this oh really creeped me out and now i'm terrified that i stayed in room 215 because it just reminds me of my own experience the growling
1: mm. and
0: the mirror that's interesting i feel like those make the room creepier too cuz you always think of something hiding in it <laughs> yeah cuz they're they're big
1: they're big wardrobes and i remember they're yeah. just empty and some of them have you know the murals printed on them yeah really old yeah. so Well, maybe you did stay somewhere near two fifteen.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking I might have. Just because of the intensity of the experience. Yeah, it sounds like it. It wanted you to hear it, and nobody else. I wish I had recorded what room that was because I totally stay in there again.
1: (laughs) Oh Um, my God, you're brave. I I would have probably (laughs) just like left in the middle of the night. We'll
0: see. Ooh. and some people do come there intentionally to like find paranormal, and supposedly the attic is like the worst spot. Um, I feel like have we to look stayed up there. Where that was. Yeah, well, people have reported their beds levitating. No, um, no thinking in the attic. So I feel like I'm a little—that's <laughs> a little much for me. Like I don't think I could go up there. I feel like
1: the second. That noise happened just knowing myself because I'm such like a cranky old lady. I probably would have called down to the office and they would have been like, oh, weird. No one's staying in that room above you. Panic.
0: Yeah, that sounds like the rational thing to do. But we were pet like, you know, when you're just frozen in fear, like like Mm. we couldn't move.
1: Well, (laughs) I mean, for our shared experience, it's kind of the complete opposite. My going away party was when it was like the big group and we stayed in that room, that in the top floor together, one of the guys got really sick and he <laughs> threw up out the window. Yes. Okay. A
0: friend of mine. <laughs> Good old literally friend. all night throwing up out the window. <laughs> the so yeah, it was in 2010. Yeah, I'll just, I'll just reshare this lovely How old story with you. Were we? I don't. So I, I don't 2010,
1: do math. we would have been 20, <laughs> 21. How
0: old? Oh. <laughs> oh my god, so embarrassing.
1: 21. Mm. I just remember we went with a pretty big group. And of course,
0: being newly 21, we were all drinking quite a bit. Yeah. So, there's tons of pubs and bars all around. Mm. And you can just carry your drinks um, oh, yeah. all throughout the property.
1: Yeah, and there's like all these trails and little areas that you can kind of Garden. walk into. Yeah, so we had been drinking and we walked up to do you the- remember the fire pit? No.
0: Yes, so we were outside the cigar bar first and we That's were right. at a fire pit just us two like all the boys had gone off somewhere. Yeah. And we noticed a really creepy guy sitting across from us like staring. That's right. And we just got the the worst feeling. Like, like
1: super uncomfortable and like it'd be so much different if he would have said something. For- yeah yeah yeah, yeah. just like start a conversation or say something so I just remember I think the guys were in the cigar bar and we were outside Mm -hmm. because all I remember is we (laughs) we we told the guys we were going back to the room for something and we had planned on Mm -hmm. coming back and I wonder what it was (laughs) I don't know. Us. Probably the chain. Absolutely nothing important, probably. Looking back, <laughs> like hindsight, we probably should have never made this walk, but we never right. would have had our experience, I guess. So we're walking down the road, and from the cigar bar to the hotel, it's probably a three-ish minute walk. It's like not just around the corner. Like you have to kind of trek. So we're going down the hill, and we hit the garden, and you have to walk through the garden pathway it's dark out it probably was like ten thirty, eleven at night there's like enough light coming from the hotel like illuminating the pathway that you're like okay to walk through but there was there was kind of a mist in the garden mm-hmm. area like there was a lot of moisture in the air I mean it's Oregon so there's always a ton of moisture but um moist. I remember <laughs> moist sorry if you hate that word <laughs> um So we are walking through, and I remember seeing somebody in the garden to, like, our left. It would look Uh like a man's figure, and we were already kind of freaked out because of the guy at the fire pit. And I just remember there was somebody standing in the corner. My eyes are watering remembering this. And then I felt this insane feeling of dread and just Uh anger and Just someone really pissed off. And I just remember telling you, run. Just run. And the pathway is bark chips. It's dark. There's branches hanging down. And I just remember running through the garden Mm -hmm. and feeling like – we like like took each other's (laughs) hands. And just booked it. And I remember feeling like whatever that was was chasing us. Mm -hmm. I just remember feeling like if I don't get to out in the open where the hotel is – It's going to consume me. And I just remember this looking back and there was nothing. There was nobody. So whoever I thought I saw in the garden, whatever that was, it wasn't a person. It was somebody waiting for that opportunity. To me, it felt like... Well, not a live
0: person. Yeah.
1: I mean, I don't think that it was necessarily a bad thing. It almost felt like a trickster, like someone trying to purposely trying to scare us, like they got something mm-hmm. out of it. But I I remember we didn't walk back up to the cigar bar. We stayed down at no. the hotel because it was like, n- no, no thank you, not even trying to run into that again. And that was, that was my first time staying overnight. That was a real eye-opener for my first day. I feel
0: like, you know, the first time maybe it's just – a weird coincidence and you know whatever but the fact that we've had multiple experiences there
1: yeah and I mean you did say people go there on purpose to see things but for for me I wasn't expecting to see anything and even we found out later another time that we stayed there we stayed at like one of the most quote-unquote most haunted place on the property which is the administrative house and literally nothing happened so it's like you things come to you when they want to like you can't force something to happen right but yeah there's definitely things that like to play pranks I would say because the last time we stayed overnight we had a couple weird things happen too Mm -hmm. do you remember the last time we stayed there was about a year and a half ago, and it was – so it was Katie, Chelsea, and our really good friend, Anel. And Anel had never been there before. We had an overnight, which is the three of us, and Chelsea and I were running around late at night, which is kind of the fun part of it. It's like you can uh-huh. be a little mischievous and, like, check out, like, all corners of the property because I'd say after 9 – that's when the general population leaves, you know, like right. most of the people that are, unless there's a concert, but people most of the people. that come there
0: for the day. Yeah.
1: Whatever. So it's like yeah. at nighttime when it's just the people staying at the hotel, you can walk around and explore more areas. But Chelsea and I ended up going back to the room and and I walked to the bathroom, the shared bathroom to brush our teeth. And I specifically remember taking my toothbrush, putting it back in my bag and we went to sleep. That was kind of it. But then... And we
0: were, like, kind of... Our guard was up that Yeah,
1: night, but I then, like. it, in the middle of the night, the fire alarm oh, went yeah, off. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. At, like, <laughs> 2... okay? Yeah, 2 in
0: the morning. Yeah, sorry, Rose.
1: We had just fallen asleep. A fire alarm went off somewhere in the building, and it was so loud, so freaking loud. And people start filtering outside, the fire department gets there and I think someone had been smoking in their room. I think that we like come to find out there was like, it was a person's fault. It wasn't like some mysterious thing. But then when we woke up in the morning, our toothbrushes were gone. So it was like this weird, okay, we got out of our rooms. We went and saw what was going on. It's creepy
0: to think that we left. We left and then something goes missing.
1: Okay. And then so I was like, whatever. The front desk had spare toothbrushes. They were like, oh yeah, this isn't the first time this has happened, like blah blah blah. I got to the airport the next day, my toothbrush was placed at the very top of my bag. So I mean, it's it's documented, it happens, they're there. And whether they're scaring you in a garden or, you know, just kind of messing with you, Edgefield is like a really active place. So I mean it is. we we got our fair share of spookiness, but do we have do we have time for more stories? Do you yeah, wanna share I anyone think else's? We should
0: read yeah, I think we should read some of their stories from their blog. Yeah, so these are other guests that have stayed there. These are some of their experiences. So here's the first one from their blog. So this is a quote. I was doing housekeeping about a month ago and I was standing at the foot of the bed when I suddenly felt something firmly grab my ankle and not let go until I jumped away. Oh my God. I looked under the bed and there was nothing. Freaked me out a little. So this was from the housekeeping staff.
1: Freaked I, me out a little. I don't think that there's anything scarier than, like, something under the bed. Like, as a grown adult, that is still something that scares me.
0: <laughs> we haven't, like, been touched by anything. Thank God. Oh, my God. Don't say Or that, else I'd yeah. probably never oh. go back.
1: Knock on wood. So,
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I do know, as well, there were, like, you know, animals on the property, too.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: not just the black rabbits that are, like, famous for being there, but... Um, people do report that a dog comes up and you know it's like a dog is sniffing them in the middle of the night and putting their cold nose on them. How would you feel if that happened to you?
1: Um, I think that I would be really uncomfortable because I, you don't know if it's a dog. That's all I'm gonna say. Like that <laughs> could true. be something else messing with you. So no, thank mm-hmm. you to any kind of no animals, Physical thank you contacts. right, <laughs> keep your hands and your wet noses to yourself
0: the second one that we have this is also a quote I was taking a shower, then all of a sudden I felt a hand grab my butt I screamed and grabbed my towel to dry off and get my clothes on right as I spotted my shirt, it flew up in the air no, no thank uh, you no. I would be leaving that night, I'm sorry no. and I do, I've we we usually stay there like one night and you know don't generally use the showers since it's like a community thing but i have used them once or twice and do get a super creepy feeling no. because there's other stalls and you kind of like hear other people in and out but then when you're alone it's no. like eerily <laughs> quiet and terrifying
1: take a buddy every time yeah. have to I did that when I went to Europe. I made my friend Danielle go with me to the hostel bathroom. I was like, nope,
0: (laughs) not going to do it. So I think we did it. We made it. We made it through episode one. Hallelujah. (laughs) So thank you so much for tuning in, everybody, and making your way through us stumbling through our very first podcast. We cannot wait to bring you more stories. Please like us on Instagram, scared AF Podcast, and Facebook. Yeah, we're going to get this uploaded as quickly as
1: possible. So please rate us. Let us know. Um, we also have a website, scaredafpodcast.com. Feel free to send us any stories, give us any good feedback, and yeah. Until next time. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye.